Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of the world's greatest podcast. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, baby. We're back again, back again. Second time in a week. We are degeneration bets. There must be something uh, big happening. I don't know, but there we go. And just like your mum says, you can suck it because (laughs) we have got Degeneration Bets Part 2, just the cookie pod boys this week. But we've got some categories, we've got some picks and some outsiders that you can lob into your betting app, treat your pig over half while it's Christmas. It's not cheap, but we're going to give you some definite bankers this week and we're going to start with the player of the tournament and we're going to start with Jim. Me. Hello. Hello, Cookie Podcast listeners. Hello. Play of the tournament. Um, bit of an interesting one, this one. I mean, we will give you some odds as well, listeners. Um, you can decide, I guess, which is your favourite fancy. You know, tweet us if you're going to have a little gamble on our bets. And any winners, send us them slips. Um, this isn't a bit a surprise pick at all, really. So I've kind of given you like two names because my first name is, is Lionel Messi, I think. He's seven to one. I think he's the favourite. Yeah, he is the favourite. Um, I think he's probably playing some of the best football he's played in a few years. Um, he obviously had a, not a great year for his standards last season, but the first half of the season for PSG, he's just been unbelievable. Um, I think he's really up for the tournament. It's probably his last hurrah. Um, we've all seen that start that it could be his thousandth game if he he plays all seven in route to the final. Um, these sort of awards usually go to teams that either win the tournament or come really, really close. Um, Stan, you mentioned to me the other day when we were talking about was it the 2014 World Cup and it was the player of the tournament, but they didn't win it. Was that the one? Yeah, 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So finally won it, didn't they? So it's something as well as even if he doesn't carry the team on his back like he has done in the past, it's something that you can imagine FIFA will will hand him um, to kind of com- complete his set if he if he does lift the um, the jewels from me um, as a little outsider because this lines up with bit of spoilers as to who I think might win the tournament. I've gone with um, his partner up front in Lautaro Martinez at forty to one. Um, he's been Argentina's top goal scorer in qualifying, so I think a forty to one shot if he if he's just bagging so many goals they can't really ignore it. But like I say, I think if Argentina do get to that final and do lift the trophy, I think you can't really look past Messi, um, the captain and the main man. So, yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, so I've gone the same as well, basically for the same logic. I think Argentina will do well. For me, they're, uh, I said it uh, on the last pod that them and Brazil, for me, are the two favourites in terms of, obviously, they've been there and done it. They've got winners in the squad and I just think they've got the best squads overall, to be honest. I think Argentina will do well, and like we saw Jim again mention 2014, Messi didn't even have to win it to uh, to win the player of the tournament. So I think it could be similar again if Argentina gets to the final but don't win it. Then I think probably the reason they get to the final is because Messi's either dragged them there or you know done some magic on the way. Uh, like that, that goal against Nigeria springs to mind uh, at the last World Cup to uh, to make them qualify into the knockout. So there'll be a moment of magic from him, I'm sure. And I think, like Jim said, if they're going to give it to anybody from the Argentina team, 
unless somebody like Latoro La or or maybe even Julian Alvarez or somebody like that has a mad tournament with his score goals, and uh, I think he'll be the one to win it. But Jim, he is eight to one on on uh, a different betting app, so uh, that's bet three six five. Other other uh, other betting apps are available, uh, but that's three six five. He's eight to one. He's favourite on that as well. Unless you want to sponsor us, bet three six five, and then we will lick your yes. Views. But <laughs> at the moment, at the moment, three six five other. Apps are available until and out of we become spite, yours. And out of spite of them not sponsoring us, we're going to take the seven to one. Yeah, well, we're going to go. Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take our money and go. But sticking in South America, it's not a messy hat trick for once in his bloody career, eh, lads? But hey. we're sticking in South America, and I'm going to go with the favourites for the actual tournament. Not my pick for the tournament, but Neymar Zito. I think could get player of the tournament. He's currently 10 to one with a certain betting app that shall not be named. I think we all know who it is though. <laughs> but yeah, the 10 to one Brazil are favorites for the tournament. I think they could definitely get to the final. He's the captain, uh, sorry, one of the captains uh, for Brazil. Cause I know they have a few, but he plays in that number 10 position. I think he'll rack up assists. He'll take penalties for him as well. And Stan's just dropped the logic that Messi didn't even have to win it to get player of the tournament. So Maybe even if Brazil do bottle it, Neymar can still put him on his back and hopefully for him it doesn't give out this time or Zuniga needs him up it. I, I think I think in that 2014 one, uh, when we go back to Messi winning it, I think if Neymar didn't get injured there, I think Neymar was probably the heavy favourite because he was playing unbelievable stuff and as soon as he gets injured, Germany dump him 8-1 out of the tournament. Or it seven was, one, whatever it was. Um, it's seven, seven to one and eight to one. It's in your head. That one was seven to one, but the messy bet was eight to one. But yeah. no, um, the the true winner. I just want to say it. Just like the twenty ten World Cup uh, Ballon d'Or true winner was Wesley Schneider. The true winner of the twenty fourteen Golden Ball was James Rodriguez, and I'll hear nothing else. Well, yeah, he probably should have been. But like I say, if if Neymar would have played in that semi final and possibly won, then it would have. You probably wouldn't give it to Neymar. Um, so yeah, he's a good bet. And you can imagine these South American teams doing well. I was literally just watching um, Sky Sports News and they're doing like live reporting from Qatar and it's 8 o'clock. Like it's gone 8 o'clock now. It's like it'd be half 8 now and it's 28, 29 degrees. <laughs> it's, just, it's mental weather and it's the South Americans um, are probably going to be more used to it than some of the European oh, yeah. lads. So that could come into big factor. There's there's that and uh, Argentina I think are one of few teams that have played a pre-tournament friendly. They played the UAE yesterday, didn't they? So little advantages like that. It's a game of inches. Um, yeah, do you want to talk about that a little bit? What like, I I didn't even know this was a thing. I've just seen lots of teams play, and I'm like, England don't have anything scheduled. I mean, is that a bit of a misstep from us? Well, I I think uh, would you a win, and I don't I wouldn't want to waste that on a friendly. So uh, let's beat <laughs> Iran instead. <laughs> I love your superstitions, Dan. But, Jim, we'll go back to you and we'll stick with player of the tournament, but not some of these old bastards. We want the new generation, the young bloods of the World Cup. So who is your young player of the tournament? Yeah, so kind of like you do the player of the tournament, you're going to go for a team that's going to get far. Um, I looked through this name, this, the list of names and there's, there's a lot you can exclude. I don't think it's a big pool. I think if you're going to pick a winner, this might be the one of the bets you go for. Um, I have gone for a bit of an outsider. Um, I've gone for a player in great form in William Saliba. Um, probably be probably being the best centre-half in the Premier League this season. Um, I don't think many would disagree with that. 
Um, I know Kim Pembe is just going out of the squad injured, so that solidifies his place if he wasn't already in that team. Because I know, um, I forget the manager is Deschamps still the manager. He was flirting with going back to a back four, so that could have been Saliba out potentially. But now with Kim Pembe injured, you'd imagine he's got that pretty locked up. And like I say, he's a brilliant, brilliant player. If France can kind of build something on that defence and that's what takes them far or even lifting the trophy again, um, then yeah, he could be a good shout. Equally, Camavinga's the exact same price, both at 25 to 1, and I imagine both will play. Um, but I've gone to Libra on form. Right, so I've gone with one of the favourites, but it's not the Englishman. Uh, it's Pedri, uh, a guy who played loads the other year in the Euros. We we couldn't st- we didn't stop hearing about how much he played for Barca and in the Olympics and and in the Euros. But um, I think he'll start again for Spain. I, I've got a sneaky feeling that Spain will be one of those teams where you look at the squad and you're not really impressed by them. But I think that. They'll do well because they've got, obviously, we know how, how well they are technically. And Luis Enrique is arguably the best manager in the tournament. So I think they'll be fine. They, they were only, I think, were they just out? Yeah, they were semi-finalists, weren't they? The Euros and they got beat on penalties by Italy. Uh, only shit countries get that done to them. Uh, but no, I'm going to go for Pedri. Like I say, I think he'll start every game and I think Spain will, will do well. And FIFA love him. And uh, they're not shy of uh, giving it to the favourites and, you know, a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of favouritism from FIFA. We've seen it through the years, so it wouldn't surprise me. To see the Barcelona man lift the Young Player of the Tournament award. Oh, it's good to see this because we actually haven't discussed any of these apart from our dark horse of the tournament off mic. Um, so we don't actually know what the other Cookie Pod boys have got. So just to provide nice discussion. But it's nice to see that we have all gone for three different players. I've actually gone for Jamal Musiala and we're talking about players on form he's smashing it for Bayern Munich at the moment and there's a reason why he bet on himself to leave Chelsea and to leave the England youth set up and go and play for Germany it's because they promised him minutes because the sky's the limit for this kid and I think Germany squad itself is pretty poor and I think it's going to be the young players that'll shine bright for them and I think that if they get to a quarterfinal a semi-final and he gets quite a lot of assists or I think that'll be the way Musiala gets the young player of the tournament because, like Jim said, it's quite a small pool unless you really go for a massive outsider. So, yeah, I'm going to say Jamal Musiala for that one. Nice. Bit ominous that none of us went with Jude because uh, I think he's joint favourite. But so I don't know whether we did that to avoid maybe getting the same or whether it's because we don't think England will do well. But uh, we'll see. Do you, know what, do you know what put me off? And this might sound a bit crazy. Is is Jude Bellingham guaranteed to start for England? Yeah. But is he though? Is he guaranteed to start if, if Calvin Phillips is fully fit and you're playing in a, a knockout game against Well that's well, any, I well saw, any, I... any any knockout game does Jude Bellingham start with Calvin Phillips in the midfield too? I and think he has to, because it, like I said, we're talking about on form. Yeah. He's he's I still think, very on form. Yeah, he is. I still think he has to play his way into that though for Southgate. Like I think if Southgate was to play a knockout game tomorrow, hmm. then he'd start Phillips and Rice. But so Bellingham has to do like really well in the groups. So yeah. I've kind of picked that's the only reason that's put me off yeah. I know it sounds dumb but like the recent England games even the Nations Leagues or whatever I think coming out of them when we're going back to club football I feel like I've, I've been coming out of it going Jesus Bellingham's our only good player there wasn't he <laughs> or like Bellingham's class like coming out of it going Jesus he is fucking good isn't he Bellingham but yeah I didn't pick him just because I'm a bit superstitious I, thought, I felt like I didn't want to do Eh, too many if any England players in these bets but we're going to move on to our dark horse we did allude to it just then 
Right. So a dark horse, because, well, I, did, I didn't really know what it meant because I've seen so many different stipulations on Twitter as to what it actually means. So what we've kind of gone with is that is a team that we think will do better than is generally expected, if you get what I mean. So depending on how good, if they're a, you know, a really low nation, we might say they're a dark horse just to get out the group. Or if they're like a, a team on the periphery, we might say they're a dark horse to go and win it. So we'll explain that as we go for it. Yeah, thank you for explaining that, Stan. So, yeah, Canada are my dark horse for the tournament. They're currently 3-1 to one just to get out of the group. And I think that is a tasty price to wait roughly about 10 days to get it cashed in on when the groups end. And I just think that they're in a group currently with Belgium, who, this let's face it, this is their last dance at a big a big tournament with their golden generation. Croatia are a very aging side, and potentially they've peaked... They played in the last World Cup final, as we rightfully know. They're in with Morocco, who aren't great, really. I know they've got Hakim Ziyech, but he's not even playing for Chelsea at the minute. And yeah, I think the the twelve to one to top the group, the three to one just to get out of it, and the two hundred to one to win the whole thing. So take your pick, Canada, and treat yourself to a Tim Hortons when they do get out of the group with the money that you're going to back on this three to one currently. It's definitely worth twenty quid in my opinion. Canada to get out of the group, not even top it, just get is, out. Is is Jonathan David going? He is. Right, so I think that's big for them. I think obviously you need you need a goal scorer in international football. Although it's not loads of goals in games, you're not going to get loads of moments. So it's important that you have a striker like Jonathan David, who's done so well in in the French league over the past few years. That they have someone like that, whereas other countries might not have that. I mean, I look at. Uh, obviously Belgium have Lukaku but how much has he played this season I look at Croatia and, and Morocco and I, I don't think they have that striker or the forwards necessarily to fire them through in those key moments like Canada might do if it if it falls to Mr David's feet but yeah it's it's a good one that at three to one I mean I'll, I'll do mine as well again mine's slightly different to that I think Switzerland Switzerland do have, is who I've gone with they're a team that they just always seem to be at tournaments and they're always for me in my opinion they're always a game that if it's somebody versus Switzerland it's probably best just not watching it and uh, checking flash scores after it because they tend to be quite low low scoring and I don't think that's out of uh, coincidence to be honest I think they're a, a well set up team they're a hard working team and, and they do have though that sprinkle of quality in places and leadership that, that you know a team needs it we saw them do France from behind at the last World Cup and came back from behind and, and won on penalties. Uh, they, did, they did do France from behind, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I just think they're a solid team and I, I, I did my predictions and they ended up playing Uruguay, I think it was, in the round of 16, which wouldn't surprise me if Switzerland did them. Uh, and I think in the quarterfinal, it ended up being Denmark. And again, it wouldn't surprise me to see them do that so for them to get to the quarterfinal which is the bet that I've gone for is they are just better than 3-1 to one. Uh, and they're 100-1 to one to win it if you think the Swiss are going to take the big trophy home and add it to uh, Roger Federer's collection so uh, there we go 100-1 to one to win it 10-3 to three to uh, reach the quarterfinal yeah Jim you're up yeah very nice I've gone for another um, European team like Stan Um he did kind of little. He kind of sprinkled them in there. Uh, I've gone for Denmark. Um, this is a bit of a one of them dark horse picks that they are twenty five to one to win the tournament, um, but at the same time they was a semi finalist in um, Euro twenty twenty. They are the tenth ranked team in the world, so he, are, are they really a dark horse at this point? 
Um, my kind of argument would be, I actually fancy them to win the group. Um, they are in a group with France. Uh, France, Australia, and soft mid is Tunisia. I think yeah, that's, that's yeah, the group. Yeah. And Tunisia and Australia are really poor. Um, and I, I actually think Denmark are a better team overall than France are at the minute. France have always got the better quality um, around the better, better individuals. But as a team, I don't think there's many many nations better than Denmark at the minute. Um, they're just solid all over. I mean, and they've got a lot of players in form as well. Um, look out for like, the left-back, like Joachim Myler, who's really good in the Euros. He's been scoring goals like a lot, like but not just scoring like set-piece goals or outside the box. He's like running into the box. It's kind of like a, a thing they did. Joachim Anderson, who I think is brilliant for Palace at the back. We all know how good Eriksson is. Um, Darmsgaard, who filled in for Eriksson at the Euros, another amazing player. The midfield kind of does it all though. Behind them with Hoiberg and yeah, I just I fancy them to win the group. They are two to one to win the group, and if they do win the group, then the draw to like a semi-final place isn't too bad. They would play like I think they play Mexico or Poland if if Argentina were to go on top of the group, which I think we all expect in the last sixteen. And then after that, they probably face England, England or Ecuador or something like that, and England on home soil at Wembley. Only got past him in extra time from a penalty. Um, so in Qatar, the result could be different. I don't think England are in as good form now as they were in during that semi final. So there's arguments to be made that Denmark could beat England. I mean, obviously, they don't want that to happen, but uh, that's not an easy game for England. Um, so that could quite easily be Denmark going to the semi final again. Um, so yeah, they might let my pick. Not really a dark horse, but I think they'll do even better than expected. So we've gave you we've gave you three selections so far. We're going to move on to the top scorer for the tournament, and I'm going to start with myself. And I've gone for the favourite. It's a big price for seven to one, but it is Harry Kane. And I think this is potentially one of the reasons why I didn't put Jude in for young player because I didn't want to double jinx England for this one. But <laughs> but Kane is a killer. He takes penalties. He's lethal from the spot. He's an he's just a goal getter. That is the, that is what Harry Kane is, and I think if we are to go far in this tournament, which the squads suggest that we can, I think that he's definitely got his hat in the ring for this because proved he can go to a World Cup, get the Golden Boot, and we don't even have to get to the final for him to get it. So Harry Kane, my pit lads. If he did that, he would become the uh, first ever player to win back-to-back World Cup Golden Boots, Cook. So that would be a, a nice trophy for him to take home at the end of his career. You can do um, it, Harry. <laughs> So I've gone, Jim actually mentioned him. Uh, I've gone for Lautaro Martinez, Argentina's top goal scorer in qualifying. Uh, and I think that They've, I mean, apart from probably England, actually, I think Argentina have got the nicest three with them. In Pol- I don't think Poland are the side that they were, you know, five, six. They've got Lewandowski still, but some of the other players have, have retired or left, like your Piszczek, your Blaszczykowskis and, and people like that. So uh, Mexico, again, I mean, I don't know much about them. They're always a, a great watch, probably the opposite of Switzerland in the World Cup in terms of you always want to see a Mexico game. But 
again, you'd expect Argentina to beat them and, and Saudi Arabia as well. That, that could really be a 4 5 6 nil. It wouldn't surprise me. And if Martinez gets a hat trick and there may be a goal or two in the other games, heads into the knockouts with four or five goals, the chances are if he gets a couple more there, he's going to end up winning it. And like I've already mentioned, I think Argentina will go fast. So the odds on him doing that obviously grow. Uh, 25 to 1, I think, is well worth backing. Uh, Lionel Messi's strike partner with a very functional Argentinian defence and midfield behind him. It's, you know, he can focus on getting those goals over uh, doing anything else. Yeah, I do like that pick a lot, to be fair. Um, this is, I've been kind of going through these and just ruining our names. Um, I think Harry Kane is a favourite for a reason because he's the best goal scorer in the tournament, but stats like never having a back to back top goal scoring World Cups just puts me off instantly <laughs> and England aren't exactly free scoring have you the minute um, I've gone for big odds why not I've gone for um, the legend of Pete Boxing songs I've gone for Darwin Nunes um, <laughs> think of what you like about him as a player um, he's not the prettiest on the eye to look at when he's out on the pitch but he has shots he scores goals he's a bit of a menace in it um, the thing with this Bet is, I guess it is big odds because Uruguay probably won't make it as far as England and Argentina will. So he will need to score four, four or five in like four games, five games, which is a big, a big ask. But you know, what one game can propel him if he gets a brace or a hat trick, even. Um, I don't actually mind the Uruguay team at all. It's quite good. Um, and I think he will be probably the best player. Um, because Suarez is getting on now. I mean, they've still got Cadine, he's, he's getting on as well. Uh, Valverde maybe could be the argument for their best player but yeah going for a bit of a long shot in this one um, it's not usually that many is it I think Harry Kane won was it six um, last tournament and and we played every single game Um, you could have we played all seven so you can't argue with that you could get five and nick it who knows who knows but now we're here for the big one who we think will win the World Cup. Obviously, football's coming home. We don't want to even... We don't even want to say it too much because we know it's going to happen. But, Stan, who have you gone with for your winner? <laughs> well, um, I've actually gone for Spain, which might be surprising. I think they've got the best manager in the tournament. I think that can be massive in, in these types of tournaments. Like I say, I think people forget that they got to the semis of the Euros and were only knocked out on penalties by Italy, who, as we know, ended up going to win it. I don't think the squad's great, but I look at Pau Torres, Laporte, Rodri. I think that's a great little triangle there in terms of you know solid defence. They've got experience in there. They've got youth. And like I say, I think they'll just play the typical Spanish way. They'll wear teams down, having possession, and you know they can sub two or three players on like for like that will come on and do exactly the same thing. I think the only thing you could worry about is goals, but you know, I think Morata tends to turn it on sometimes. I think this could be the World Cup that he does. There's always seems to be a striker or somebody like that that just has a mad competition. I think Jim's right with Darwin as well. I think with he could just end up absolutely exploding and, and having a World Cup where almost every shot goes in and Spain will be hoping that with uh, with Morata, but I, th- I think they've got. I, I, I honestly, it's all down to Luis Enrique. I do think he's the best manager at the at the World Cup, and I just think they've got a squad that is has a very good mix of experience and youth, and it's just a team that is is setting its culture all the way through. You know, those younger players to the olders in terms of the style that they play, and I think that'll really help them in a, in a tournament that you've had so little time to prepare for. 
Have you seen that um, Luis Enrique is doing live streams on Twitch? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, wish, I wish I was fluent in Spanish, but yeah, he, he's, he is, isn't he? He's doing it for other games as well, isn't he? Watching them and talking yeah, about them. To, I think it's the kind of control a media circus of stuff that's happening in the Spain camp. Um, so he's just going to go on Twitch and literally just talk about like what he thinks has happened and like what's happening in the camp and our training's going all this kind of stuff. It's pretty cool to be fair. I mean, if Southgate did, I'd, I'd love you watching like every minute of it. Um, and I probably would try and watch a bit of it and get some subtitles from it. But yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a nice modern way of, like you said, dealing with the media. Very, very forward thinking to, to do yeah. it on Twitch. That would be mad that. I didn't actually know that. Imagine Gareth Southgate doing that. Imagine him <laughs> get, getting a player on with him. Come on, Kane. Let's have a chat. Let's and then he's just got... um. Tw- uh, text to chat or whatever it's called like just saying that all sorts of thing I imagine that would be problematic <laughs> <laughs> it definitely would be problematic um, I'll move on to my winner though now um, I've gone for another Spanish speaking nation it took over the South Americas haven't they and um, that's a bit of a clue there so it's not Brazil I've gone for Argentina uh, my head says Brazil my heart says England but then that other last 5% of my heart says that it's all just lining up for Messi to to lift the only trophy that he's never list, lifted. And I think that they're on like a 35-game on being run or something. Um, I kind of looked at the team and thought, I wonder how that is at the back. And then I've seen that like the last 10 starts from Romero's made from they've like not conceded or something. <laughs> so, I mean, it's pretty solid to be fair, the defence. I mean, I thought it was not the best looking at the names, but... I think from like the back four, it's like Tagliafico, um, Lissandro, who's coming to form for United, Romero, who's been great for Spurs when he's played, and um, Juan Foy, who I think is pretty good. And then Emi Martinez, who's just a very solid keeper as well. Um, then obviously they've got the lads up front, Messi and Lotaro and whatnot. I just think it's one that's escaped them for too long now and it's, it's Argentina's time. So that's what I've gone for. I think they're 11 to 2. They're probably better somewhere else but yeah that's what I found uh, me and Jim are here together I've gone for Argentina as well <laughs> I know I said Neymar potentially couldn't did well shouldn't even have to get to the final he can get player of the tournament but I think Argentina definitely could go all the way this year we speak about last dances this is defo Messi's last dance and football it would be complete if, if Messi did this and it's just poetic. Football is very poetic in ways. And I think I just genuinely wouldn't be surprised. And I'd be kicking myself if I didn't have some money on this because fate is a word I don't really like to throw around when it comes to the World Cup. But this potentially could be fate for Leo. And like Jim said, the squad, it's it's better than what you think, especially with five subs. You've got people that fit the system and players that actually work hard they might not be the best technically but they free up Messi as a result and free up other players like Alvarez but you've got some serious experience in there you've got Angel Di Maria who's still balling out there you've got Rodrigo De Paul who's a very solid player uh, for Atletico Madrid although they're not playing the best at the moment with Simeone and Alexis McAllister from Brighton has made his way up played last night in the friendly as well but I'm just saying, like, the thing is with Argentina, you wouldn't be surprised if they go all the way. And the route there isn't particularly hard, I think, I've seen on Twitter so far. Jim, you'd know more than me about that. Yeah, I think if, like, every team wins its group, and but, like, like I expect, I think they'd meet Brazil in the semi-final, which would be, 
that'd be the get for for me. That'd be yeah. the if I if I could pick a a dreamlike matchup in this in the, in the bracket in the knockout stages, it'd be Argentina and Brazil. Um, I think that'd be such a good game. And a winner yeah. could play England, so you could have England Argentina, which is a, a rivalry in itself. Good, yeah. The Falklands. <laughs> yeah, when I when I when I did mine, it was uh, Brazil, Argentina, England, Germany were the two semi-finals. So that that would be a uh, interesting. Mine was, was very similar. Yeah, I yeah, don't think it was Germany. It was somebody else. It might have been like Portugal, but yeah, yeah. It would be, uh, um, I am just going to go a bit off off topic. Well, not off topic, but I mean, what's it called? Freestyling. We've not yeah. planned this, but I'm just going to ask you a few questions. Last few little quick fire questions. The pod's coming to an end. And we'll go for a, okay. a few quick fire questions. I just like predictions and thoughts of the World Cup. I'll, I'll go to Stan first. What is a successful tournament for England? Great question. Um, <coughs> I mean, it all depends, doesn't it, on, on who we get. I think if we were to get uh, a France in the quarters and they did us, I don't think it would it would kill us. So, on the other hand, if we played a weaker team and got knocked out, I think I think successful is probably semi-final. I think again, if we got to a semi-final and ended up getting knocked out, you can go well. We've done it. I think quarter-final it just feels to me a little bit too early to be going out, especially with the last two competitions being a semi-final uh, and then a final that we lost on penalties. I think you've got to be looking at minimum semi-final there and, and hopefully at a final. So I'd I'd say you know on the face of it, semi-final uh, is a good expectation. I'd be happy with that. Uh, not that I'm saying I'd be sad if we went out in the quarters because obviously it depends who you play, how you play and what happens. But yeah, semis we'll go with. Yeah. And Cook, in England, we kind of haven't talked about this, but in England's group, obviously Iran, USA, Wales, I think it's a pretty hard one to predict. So I'm going to ask you, sir, to predict who comes second best to, we're obviously all going to pick England for the first place. Who do you think fin- finishes second? See, this is a a, a really interesting one because... USA have the raw, hungry, talented players, your Gio Reynas, your Christian Pulisic, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas Wales, we've spoken about units before, they are the better unit than USA and they are hard to beat. So my head says Wales, but my heart says USA. So we're going to go USA to finish second because they've got some, they've got some young kings who I think at the next World Cup in 2026 can be quite problematic because I feel like they'll be start they'll be right at the start of their prime of the career some of them and I think yeah next World Cup they can be dangerous for some teams but I think we'll go USA second nice USA I'd like to see that to be fair um, Stan I'm going to ask this to both actually I'll just give you a, it's, it's a bit of an on the spot tough one to ask I do admit I do admit the but there's usually one player from a World Cup that just kind of comes out of nowhere like you know who he is and then Evidently, some someone will buy him in January. That's my question. There'll be a player that everyone will be after in January. Like top of your heads, is anyone coming straight towards you? Like, you know, Hammers Rodriguez. We kind of talked about it before. Um, he played so well, then everyone was after him. There's kind of always a player. Um, I think is there anyone that pops to your mind? Uh, yeah, I, I've already mentioned him. It's a player I know he's he's been linked to top clubs previously, but I, I mentioned him before as Jonathan David. I think Canada are in, a, are in a group there that they can qualify from against teams that they can score goals against. So if he ends up scoring, you know, even two or three in the competition, but you know, looking really good and being the main goal for it, I think come January, with him being at Lille as well, you know, with all due respect to Lille, that's a club that top Premier League and European teams will think that they can, you know, buy off. So uh, I'll go with Jonathan. Jonathan David. 
Got anyone coming to your mind there? Yeah. So, so if I was to if I was to pick one, I would say it's a player that we probably know all too well watching the Premier League. But I think a player who will make the step up in this tournament, and that is Tyler Adams. I think that I've said on the podcast before that. He's a good player. I think he wouldn't look out of place at certain top clubs in England. And like I said, he's he's got pedigree. He's played in the Champions League before. And I think that this is the next logical step in the evolution of that US men's national team and his career and a couple of the young star boys around him. There you go. I mean, podcast is kind of coming to an end now. But yeah, there's always one player listeners. So I remember Patrick Skick for Czech Republic in, in the URL. I mean, he just didn't stop scoring then everyone's after him and he's kind of not been heard of since there will be that player um, God knows like, who it like, is um, Milan Barros in Euro 2004 when he went yeah. Liverpool the, the, yeah there'll be a striker from somewhere who'll just have four or five goals each every shot will go in and then probably United will sign him for 80 million and you won't see him again <laughs> oh, probably yeah that's, that's a good that's a good bet that, I think It'll be it'll be this geezer for um, for Qatar, Ahmed Aladin. He's twenty nine. <laughs> He's twenty nine. Do you fancy him for the first goal scorer of the tournament on Sunday? Yeah. With my, if with my, if my, rumors if rumors are to be believed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With uh, with my vast knowledge of the Qatari first division, um, I'll say yeah. With his four in sixteen games this season. I can't finish this betting podcast and not release the information that there are reports going around that Qatar have paid off Ecuador that they're going to win 1-0. <laughs> Back it! Back it! In it's second, well worth it. Apparently there's a goal in the second it half. Uh, it's 5-2 for 1-0, I think. Oh no, I think it might be 15-2. That's what I was just it's, about to check. I think it's 15-2, so it's like 7 and to 1. But yeah, there are reports Yeah, they're just better around. than 2s to win, aren't they? Yeah, I think <laughs> so. so. Just have a little fire from them. Yeah. It's this. It's the most. It's probably the most corrupt World Cup in a few years. So there you go. You, it, it could happen. Hey, come on. You need to come on. It's worth five, just as a little earner. <laughs> Forty-two pound fifty from five. Come on. See, there you go. Well, thank you very much for this very special edition of the Cookie Podcast. You all know where to find us. You wouldn't be listening to Degeneration Bets Part 2 if you didn't know where to find us. Have a great World Cup and win some money for your pig of a half. Thank you very much. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Do it. Free Ivan Tony. <laughs>